Welcome to the Pre-Snap Podcast presented by Line Star. All things fantasy football with a little bit of sports betting. Week 5 in the NFL, we're looking at this Thursday night football game between the Indianapolis Colts and the Denver Broncos. Lots to get to on the show today. Alongside Tyler Weeman, I'm Shannon Somerville. Coming up on the show, one of the most impactful injuries so far of the season, star running back for the Colts, Jonathan Taylor, ruled out in this game. We'll talk about the implications for fantasy. We'll also tell you some sleeper picks that you have to have in your lineup. We'll also have our prop bets, touchdown calls, and our game picks. A lot to get to today in this Colts-Broncos matchup. These are teams that have really mirrored each other this season. You've got two quarterbacks on new teams in Matt Ryan and Russell Wilson, who've both been underperforming so far this season. What do you make of this matchup in the performance of the teams through the first four weeks? Uh, not to mention both teams also have issues at running back, too. Right. So it is a weird matchup uh, as we're talking in the uh, pre-show, there's only two teams that have less points scored in the NFL than wow. the Denver Broncos. One being the Colts, the other the Bears. So uh, this game is really setting up to be a barn burner. <laughs> yeah. The Colts come into this game 1-2-1 one, and one on the season. The yeah. Broncos 2-2 two and two on the season. You sort of expected both teams, they came in with expectations for the season that they could wind up winning their respective divisions. With the Colts, they have the star running back in Jonathan Taylor, who, let's face it, this is the biggest storyline of this game, is that Colts running back Jonathan Taylor ruled out in this game. He was a lot of people's number one overall pick in fantasy. Huge implications on this game which we will get to. We'll start things off then with our injury report. Not only is Jonathan Taylor an impactful one, but we're going through a lot of really big injuries on both of these squads. Our injury report is presented to you by sixscore.com from the pro football docs. They're giving us the analysis on this matchup's injuries. Jonathan Taylor out with that ankle injury. What is your assessment of how just how significant this is for the Colts? Yeah, I mean, their offense is predicated on Jonathan Taylor. They are a run-first offense. That is probably going to have to change. You know, I don't think Naeem Hines, Philip Lindsay, or Deion Jackson can, can really carry the ball anything like Jonathan Taylor can. He hadn't been performing as well as a lot of people thought he would through the first four mm -hmm. weeks, averaging just 82 yards per game. However, we know that he's capable of a lot of really big plays for the Colts mm -hmm. defense, so huge loss for them. I also read that last week was the first time he's ever missed a football practice, yep. high school, college, mm -hmm. and professional. So yeah. you know when he's out, it's pretty significant. I, absolutely. <laughs> and, I mean, it, it's a huge piece of this offense. So mm -hmm. it's going to be interesting. This offense could look a little different than we're used to. Let's look at the Denver Broncos defense now. They've also got some significant injuries, most notably linebacker Randy Gregory out as he suffered a right knee injury that uh, will require surgery. So he's on the IL, out for four weeks the most dynamic edge rusher for them. Also, you're looking at safety Justin Simmons on the IR due to a torn quad injury. Linebacker Jonathan Cooper did not practice Tuesday with a hamstring injury, although it's looking like he should play. And 
defensive back special teamer PJ Locke suffered a concussion as well. What do you make of those injuries, specifically with Randy Gregory out of this game? Yeah, I mean, it's obviously going to hurt the Broncos' pass rush, rush a little bit. Mm-hmm. Maybe give uh, good old Matt Ryan a little more time so he can yeah, think about the interceptions exactly. he'll throw. Two sacks, two forced <laughs> fumbles for him this year. Yeah. Let's look now at the Denver's offense. It's quarterback Russell Wilson expected to play. However, he is dealing with a nagging right shoulder injury, so he was a bit limited in practice. Still, he's coming off his first three touchdown games versus the Raiders. Mm-hmm. So this could be just precautionary. Uh, yeah, Denver. and pro football doc did say that he he's probably going to be missing some practices over the next mm-hmm. couple of weeks, but it shouldn't affect his uh, ability Billy for the, the game. Yeah. Well, we know the ability of Javante Williams. Unfortunately, though, the running back is out for the season. He tore his ACL against the Raiders. Huge implications here as well, as you alluded to in the open. Both teams dealing with significant Mm -hmm. blows to the running game, and that's certainly one. They're also kind of thin at offensive line as well, as Quinn Minert is questionable. He missed multiple weeks due to a hamstring injury and then Billy Turner also questionable recovering from a knee injury kind of limited there as well obviously though the most significant that running back position what is that due to the run game of the Broncos yeah I mean they're gonna still you know use a committee it's gonna be likely Melvin Gordon Mike Boone and then maybe a little bit of Latavius Murray but just because he was signed you know, just a couple of days ago, I'm not expecting Murray to get a mm-hmm. much of a workload. Looking at the Colts defense, Shaquille Leonard out after suffering a concussion and broken nose against the Titans. He played one game this season, poor guy, after undergoing surgery in June to correct a nerve issue in his back. So he comes back, gets a concussion. He's a dynamic playmaker for the Colts defense. So that's a huge loss as well. What does it mean for the defense? Yeah, I mean, they didn't have him the first two games and uh, when he was away, when Mm -hmm. the Colts were away, and that Colts defense just looked absolutely awful on Mm -hmm. the road. They're going to be on the road here again. It's going to be tough sledding for him. Leonard was just an awesome player last year, led the NFL with 15 forced turnovers last season. Certainly has the ability to disrupt uh, offenses, so they'll be without him as well. So a lot of injuries that we will be taking into consideration Mm -hmm. as we move along to our daily fantasy projections for today. We will start off by looking at the Denver Broncos and some playmakers that you might want to consider for your daily fantasy lineup. Looking first at quarterback Russell Wilson, the former Super Bowl champ, nine-time Pro Bowler, does not look like it the first four weeks with the Denver Broncos, his new team. What do you make of his matchup for today in terms of daily fantasy? The matchup is okay. The Colts have been allowing some points. I do like Russell Wilson better than Matt Ryan as far as a quarterback on this slate. Uh, But he's also going to come in at higher ownership. I don't love him in the captain Mm -hmm. spot. If you wanted to use him as MVP, that's okay. Mm -hmm. I still kind of like using a receiver or a running back to MVP a little bit more than the quarterback. His 61.1 completion percentage ranks 23rd in the NFL right now. And when you look at the guy who replaced him in Seattle and Geno Smith, he is outperforming him in every single category. You do expect the offense to, 
I guess improve a bit and there has been a little improvement though yeah given that Russell Wilson's still the better option than Matt Ryan for tonight Matt Ryan I think is I think he's a little washed up Mm -hmm. uh the one caveat with Ryan is without Jonathan Taylor Ryan's going to need to throw a little more than he normally would so we we're gonna see like a lot of volume from him but he's also going against a better defense so Exactly. I with the defense in consideration and it being in Denver, I like Russ a little bit better. Our projection on him is higher and the consensus projection is higher on uh, Russell Wilson. One of his favorite targets is wide receiver Cortland Sutton, 35 targets, 24 receptions for 343 yards. He's definitely a playmaker that they'll likely be leaning on a bit more with the injury to uh, Javante Williams, what do you see from his outlook for today? Uh, yeah, Sutton's probably my favorite captain or MVP on this slate. He's averaging almost nine targets a game. I think that's going to keep going. He's by far Wilson's favorite option, and he's a big-bodied kind of red zone threat. So I like Sutton for uh, for the game. That Colts defense is good, though. They are allowing the fewest yards to opposing wide receivers mm. through the first four weeks. However, this is a pretty good playmaker that they'll be leaning on a lot. They'll yeah. also be leaning on Melvin Gordon, the running mm-hmm. back who has struggled a little bit with fumbles. He had his fifth fumble of the year in their game against the Raiders, which was returned for a touchdown. How do you see his fantasy forecast today? And do you think he can live up to the expectations that'll be high for him, given that he's stepping into the role left by Uh, Javante Williams yeah you know the Denver RB room as a whole is kind of weird we don't 100% know how the breakup breakdown is going to go as far as workload could be just a time split between Gordon and Boone Gordon could have 60% Boone 40% but it will be a committee here and if Gordon fumbles again Mm -hmm. I would expect a ton of Mike Boone okay Gordon has fumbled in every game this year. He fumbled in his last preseason game. So you can say five fumbles in five games. He has not been able to hold on to the ball. And if he fumbles again, I think it's going to be the Boone show. And then maybe a little bit of Latavius Murray sprinkled in. Mm -hmm. However, like we said earlier, Murray was signed literally this week to the team. Don't know how much of the offense he's going to be able to learn and digest that quickly. But Boone could be definitely a great option, especially yes. his price tag, I'm guessing, is a lot less it, for it Daily is less. Fantasy. Yeah. Uh, Boone's price tag is a little bit less. I, I think he is a very interesting option, especially if we see more ownership going to Gordon. Then I really like that kind of leverage play with Boone. And like I said, if we see a fumble, Boone could be in for a big workload. The tight end position, Eric Stalbert's actually led the tight ends in snaps this season. However, Broncos haven't really leaned into their tight ends this season. Staubert has two receptions for 25 yards. And what do you make of his fantasy outlook for today? Yeah, so he is definitely the favorite tight end option for the Broncos. He had the most snaps. Albert O, who... Everybody thought coming into the season would be the tight end one and would be getting a lot of work. He played one snap last week. Mm -hmm. 
He was essentially a healthy scratch, healthy, did not play, but he played one snap. With that, I am totally off Albert O. Mm -hmm. I I think his price is too high. He just hasn't been getting the work. So I think uh, Sobert here is kind of an interesting little punt. It's not going to be high ownership. However, he is going to be a little bit of touchdown or bust. He has had a couple 20-yard receptions this year, so Mm -hmm. he has some ability. But you're going to need a touchdown for him. I do need to clarify. Two receptions, 25 yards in the game against the Raiders, not the full season. I didn't think I specified that. So that being said, though, um, some fantasy numbers for him could be a good option as opposed to Albert L. Looking at the Colts now, the quarterback situation, Matt Ryan came to Indianapolis to win some football games, maybe even a championship. However, that is slipped through his fingers. Oh, yeah. There's Quite a... literally. Yeah. Nine fumbles in his first nine games puts him on target for the season at 38 fumbles, which would completely shatter the NFL record at 23 fumbles set by Kerry Collins in 2001 and then met again in 2002 by Dante Culpepper. Tyler, let me just tell you what happened in 2002 to illustrate just how long ago it was. It was the first time we saw Benefer, Ben Affleck, and J-Lo got together. It seems like everything has come full circle now. Benefer's back together, <laughs> and we've got somebody fumbling at a historic rate. What do you make of Ryan's fantasy outlook today? Uh, I want to see Matt Ryan on the team with Melvin Gordon. Then we can just get the super fumbles. <laughs> uh, Matt Ryan, without JT, he's going to have to throw more, which obviously makes his fantasy value go up a little bit. But this Denver defense is really good. I think most likely Denver tries to take away Michael Pittman, mm-hmm. who is obviously Ryan's number one target. He's talked about Michael Pittman in week one. He had 121 mm-hmm. receiving yards. Hasn't matched that level of production since, though, and going up against a Denver defense that's giving up the second fewest yards to wide receivers. How do you evaluate his prospects for fantasy tonight? Yeah, I mean, he's obviously Matt Ryan's favorite option. I I like his prospects of uh, having a good game. The one caveat here is that he's probably going to see a lot of Patrick Sertan. Mm-hmm who has been really good. He was good last week against Adams, has held the rest of the receivers that he's faced to very few yards. So there is some worry there. The Colts will have to try and game plan to get Pittman away from him. And if they do that, I think Pittman can have a good game. But against Sertan Mm one-on-one, I don't see Pittman winning a ton. Sertan had a season-high eight tackles in that game against the Raiders. Mm -hmm. He's been playing well, so maybe a guy to stay away from. Let's look at the running backs now, given the injury to Jonathan Taylor, and he's out in this one. We're taking a much closer look at the running backs behind him, including Naheem Hines, eight attempts for 11 rush yards on the season. Mm -hmm. He is more involved in the pass game, 17 receptions, 113 receiving yards. What do you make of his role now that Jonathan Taylor is out? I think his role will grow a little bit. I don't think he's going to be just the workhorse back that JT was. Mm -hmm. I I think he is still going to be the third down role. He'll play earlier downs a little bit, 
probably play a lot in the red zone. Uh, but, you know, between the 20s or some or so, I could see a lot of Deion Jackson or Philip Lindsay. Mm-hmm. We know um, Deion Jackson pretty much has only played special teams so far this year. However, he is the RB3. He probably just made the team, though, to play special teams. So it makes Philip Lindsay uh, interesting, mm-hmm. who could be called up. Right. <laughs> you know? and to go up against the team that he had over 1,000 yes. rush yards for two seasons two years ago. Mm-hmm. So has some history against them with Deion Jackson, like you mentioned, hasn't been really any part of mm-hmm. this offense at all. And when he's had carries this year and last year, he's done very little with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, last year he averaged two point yards, two point five yards a carry. So I don't really know what we're gonna get from Jackson here. He does make a nice little punt play. I don't think he's gonna be very high owned. Lindsey is super cheap. If he's elevated, I really like his uh, his chances. All right, I like the motivation factor too. Going up against yeah, his former true. team. I think he's a little bit fired up. The last we saw of him in 2021, 249 yards, a touchdown in 14 games. He was both with the Texans and the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Will be interesting to see. Are you plugging him in for sure if he gets the call up Probably. from the practice squad? Yeah, I, I, I could see very easily that he leads the team in carries, mm-hmm. and he's near minimum price. Right. So. Great bargain there. Mm-hmm. Tight end Moa Lee Cox had a great game. Mm-hmm. Looks like a great play for Daily Fantasy today. Last game, 85 yards, two touchdowns against Tennessee. Best game of what probably his career. Yeah. How do you see his role evolving tonight? I So every game so far of this season, Moelle Cox snap counts have gone up. He His role keeps growing. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be the case here for a little bit. And last week he had 70% of the snaps. I would not be surprised if he stays around that 70, 75%, you know, pretty much the rest of the season. I really like his his outlook, and I like him as a low-owned captain play. Speaking of captains, mm-hmm. who are you looking at to plug into that role of captain or MVP in Daily Fantasy? Uh, I like Sutton, Pittman, uh, Boone, Hines, Moelle Cox, Uh I don't think I can go there with Jackson Mm -hmm. and maybe Lindsay, Mm -hmm. but probably not. (laughs) So some good options there for you in Daily Fantasy. Remember, all of the stats we just talked about are available on the LineStar app, linestarapp.com. Lock in your subscription now, $29.99 per month. It's a great deal. It'll help you win even more money in all of these fantasy contests. Mm -hmm. We have our lineup optimizer, as well as our props edge tool that will help you get the edge you need against the sports books, prize picks, underdog, the best bets you can place. You'll be winning money in no time. So check it out, linestarapp.com. Also, if you're watching us on YouTube right now, be sure to like this video if you're enjoying our content. Make sure to subscribe to our channel and maybe even not sign up for some notifications so that you can keep up to date with what we're coming out with. Let's get to our touchdown calls of the game. Tyler, who are you going with for a touchdown in week five? I am going with a behemoth of a man, Mo Alley Cox. (laughs) He's going to get in the end zone this week. He got to 70% of his snaps last week. I think that's what we're going to continue to see. 
and he is a huge red zone threat for that offense. So I think Moali Cox getting it done. I am going with wide receiver for the Broncos, Cortland Sutton. This is Russell Wilson's favorite target. 35 targets, 24 receptions, 343 yards on the season. I see Russell Wilson going to him in the red zone. Even though the Colts defense is very stingy against wide receivers, they are giving up the fewest yards to wide receivers. I see this offense evolving a little bit with Russell Wilson. He's starting to get into the swing of things, and they'll be leaning on the passing game with Javante Williams, their running back, out in this one. So I think Cortland Sutton sees the end zone. I like it. If uh, you didn't take it from me first, you that would have been my call. <laughs> Prop bets of the game. Got some good ones in this one where we can mm -hmm. find a little bit of maybe an edge given the mm -hmm. fact that we've had a couple injuries to the running backs on both the Colts and the Broncos. Where are you headed with your prop bet? I'm going back to the behemoth of a man, Mo Alley Cox. <laughs> Over 20.5 receiving yards. In games where he's played 58% of snaps or more, he has hit this in six of eight games. Every game this season that he's played more than 58%, he has hit the number. Last week he played... 70% uh, of the snaps. I think we're going to keep seeing that in 20 yards. It's just too low for him. Behemoth is just a word that isn't used as much as it should be. Especially with him. That. He is a <laughs> giant man. <laughs> Jerry Judy isn't as behemoth of a man as Moali <laughs> Cox. I do think he's going to hit my prop for tonight, which is over 51 and a half receiving yards, minus 114 in the sports books. I think Jerry Judy will be the beneficiary of Javante Williams, the running back out in this one. He's just coming off a performance where he notched his second touchdown of the season. Russell Wilson going to be leaning on this pass game in this one. And I mean, the target tree for the Broncos is just so skinny. It's mm -hmm. literally Sutton right. or Judy. So I like it. Ready for our game picks? Sure am. Here we go. Our game picks for today, Colts at Broncos with the Broncos, a three and a half point favorite in this one. Colts plus 148 on the money line. The Broncos minus 116 over under at 42 and a half. What are you thinking with this bet for this uh, Thursday night game? Considering how low scoring these teams are, mm -hmm. I would have to go under here. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think the Broncos win the game. Yes. I'll take the minus three. I'll take the money line. So. <laughs> uh, I also have the Broncos in this one. I think they cover. And even though the Broncos are coming off a loss, the offense did look a lot better. There were some bright spots in that one. Mm -hmm. Russell Wilson, I think he'll start to figure out this offense and what he's got around him. I see them coming away with this, especially given the huge injury we just learned about to yeah. Jonathan Taylor. He's not – a factor in this game, which is a huge game-changing uh, totally. factor. And it should also be noted, too, with this being such a low-scoring game for DFS, both the kickers and the defenses are absolutely in play. Mm -hmm. You know, I like both of them, and I would not be surprised if a kicker or defense are in the optimal lineup. And I'm also taking the under in this one. I agree with you. 42.5 is way too high when you look at <laughs> – how many points they've put up over yeah. the first four weeks? Denver averaging 16.5 points per game. Colts averaging 14.2 uh, points per game. Yeah, that's, that's not going to quite bad. cut it. Law of averages. We're sticking with it. That's 
you know, helped me the first few weeks. And it's not like they've played like really great defenses. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously Denver had to go against the, uh, the 49ers last week or the week before, Mm -hmm. but, uh, but yeah, they, it's not like they're going through super stout defenses outside of the 49ers. And these two defenses alone are good as well. They have limited Mm -hmm. their opponents to less than 22 points per game. So I don't see how this game can go over. Come on. We're going with the under in this one. Yeah. I mean, it's still the NFL. Anything can happen. They can abso- they absolutely have the That's ability to go over. But fair enough. We'll be a little hard. Yeah, Russell Wilson. I think he still has the ability to light him up a little bit. Yeah. Let him cook. I, I like Broncos way more than the Colts in mm-hmm. this game. You might have thought I forgot, but I did not. So Fantasy football this weekend. Mm-hmm. Team Shandogs faced Good old Tyler's Padres team chat. Padres chat. And yep. the Shandogs emerged victorious. We had made a bet on the pre-snap podcast that the loser of that match would have to do a touchdown dance of one of the players. Mm-hmm. Now's the moment. Payback. <laughs> Let's pay up. <laughs> oh, the Waddle. Jalen Waddle's <laughs> touchdown dance. <laughs> I like the sound effects with it as well. I, I had to throw it in there. <laughs> you know, the sound effects make it. I, I imagine up. that he probably does that too, right? I'm sure. Like, you makes, got to. Makes noises there. And it's so much more fun. <laughs> uh, well, you paid up. Yep. You know, I thought maybe you'd pull out a gritty. Zach Wilson did yeah. over the weekend as You know, well. it's hard to do the gritty while you're sitting down. That's true, but you could have gotten up. I could have. I could have. Could have done a little gritty. It's mm-hmm. all right. I know you're a little limited in your space over here, but yep. we could move the chairs. If it. you want to still do the gritty, we can make it happen. I'm just saying. We're good. Okay. We're good. We waddled. <laughs> we got the waddle down. <laughs> That's going to do it for the pre-snap podcast today. If you have any questions or comments, drop them below. Remember to subscribe to our channel here on YouTube. Check out linestarapp.com. All the links to that are below. Good luck in your daily fantasy and in your prop bets. Go crush it out there. Make some money. We'll see you guys next time. Have a good one, guys. Bye.